When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Finally, three points for Reading. Welcome back to the Elm Park Rules podcast. First win for Reading since late November. Uh, 3-2 win away at Preston. And I've been joined by a full house today. Uh, Paul, how are we doing this morning? Hungover. <laughs> that is after like three points it's been so long there's obviously other stuff that happened but yeah i just enjoyed that podcast regular matt how are we this morning after yesterday's win oh it's relieved relieved i might never go to a, a northern away day again because seemingly when we do we always lose um but just glad we got the three points and joining us this morning uh jem you were at the game yesterday jem how yeah, are you this morning um... Yeah, I'm good, thank you. A little bit tired. Obviously, it was quite a stressful day yesterday. But um, yeah, like like you said, just kind of a sigh of relief that the club have managed to pick up, you know, just such an important three points and create a little cushion from uh, Derby below us. Yes, we will be talking about the managerial change. You might have noticed we're a minute into this podcast. I haven't mentioned it. Um, we have a separate podcast that you just scroll up on your podcast feed. We'll, uh, we'll be talking about that separately very, very shortly. Um, but we will focus on the fact that Reading finally managed to pick up three points. And looking back to before the game, the lineup yesterday, uh, Paul, we saw Danny Drinkwater starting yesterday, Junior Hoyler come back into the team. And the majority of fans, I would say, were not particularly pleased that Danny Drinkwater was starting after Wednesday's performance. Yeah, I think that would be fair. Danny Drinkwater hasn't been in the greatest form at all. But yesterday actually played okay. Um, we can come on to other bits later in the second half, probably at some point, and somebody can like talk through us like the world of a central midfielder is uh, Jem Karajan. I think he's played a few games there for Reading FC and the things about tracking players back. But yeah, I think Junior Hollett coming in, he's done okay, definitely. Uh, he's a very experienced player. He knows the championship inside out. I, I think he's been a pretty good signing 
And Yaku Meite, there's no way he could play another 80 minutes after being out for so long after an ACL. That was asking for major problems. So I think I was pretty happy with the lineup, really. Matt, Meite going onto the bench Wednesday. I don't necessarily think he was overly um, effective on Wednesday. He had a reasonable first half, but probably faded in the second half. So were you happy to see him kind of dropped off to the bench as same with Paul? Yeah, and I, like I think I think most people kind of expected it. I think everyone obviously wants to see him starting because it's it's Jaco Mate. You know, he's one of the players we're looking to to just pull us out of this mess. But I mean, the length of time he's been out for, you can't really expect him to 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 play. You know, three games in a week is it all well? Play twenty, obviously against against Coventry, but 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 yeah, you know, it it was it was pretty much pretty much expected. I think you know the main changes I think people wanted to see was actually in the middle of the park with drink water because I don't think many people even wanted to see drink water on the on the team sheet, frankly, after the game against Peterborough. Um, but yeah, I think some also said about the defence, but it was a clean sheet against Peterborough. Even if you wanted to change it, a manager is not going to change back four after a clean sheet. So, um, so it was pretty, it was relatively expected, I think. And um, yeah, just fingers crossed, Mate can continue his recovery and become a regular again from here. And given the given the team sheet, Jem, the start of the game obviously was actually really good for Reading, um, which is something we haven't said very often this season. Often, I think we've been accused of slow starts and you know, getting off on the wrong foot in games. But yesterday, Reading will wonder up inside, what, two minutes? Um, and the corner routine was, it left some desire, um, some defending to be desired from Preston because it was very, very messy at the back for them. Yeah, obviously it was a, it was a great start to the game. And I know obviously we, we're touching on drink water, but the first two, three minutes, he, he got four or five like passes, uh, alongside year them down the right side who I thought was quality yesterday um and it really kind of set the benchmark you know to carry on the game for them both like maybe a confidence builder but yeah Preston were probably from the games I've seen this season and in a long time probably the poorest side that I have seen for a while um yeah they're defending for a team that were looking for their fifth consecutive clean sheet you I was shocked at how kind of bad they they were but you know Reading caught them cold and yeah, Lucas Zhao is going to be so important for, for the club in the run-in. You know, buried it, which uh, gave them such a great start to the game. Yeah, Morrison's shot blocked from the keeper and then Zhao manages to follow up with the rebound and put one, Reading 1-0 up pretty early on. I think it's only, what, 80 seconds in. We did start extremely well, as I said. Um, Gem, high press was something that Reading really kind of... Um, pulled out yesterday, especially in that first 15 minutes. Is it something that you can, I guess, tell players to go out before the game? Um, and, and you want players to kind of begin with that high intensity, high press, you know, at the start of a game to kind of put your mark on it? Yeah, of course. It Again, it completely depends on personnel. Um, I think an issue with Reading has been this season is that they've gone from trying to be a, a side that pass it around, you know, to try and break down teams, to then sign in an Andy Carroll, changing their whole philosophy, to then getting Lucas Zhao back, getting Tom Ince in, you know, Swift. These are players that want to play little passes, you know, little one-twos. So it, I feel for the players because they're constantly changing. But yesterday, yeah, you're right. They, they did get on the pitch and press. Preston were looking to kind of play out from the back and didn't look solid enough in the conditions they were as well. 
And it was again like the Peterborough game. I was I was shocked in the second half how Reading kind of played that. We Peterborough set the benchmark out into how to play in those conditions. So it was there for Reading to do the same, and they did the complete opposite. But it was good to see them kind of press high, put pressing under pressure, and they just couldn't cope with it. So yeah, it worked well. But again, it depends on personnel. If you've got a Rinomota who's a quality player, you know, someone who genuinely cares and shows tenacity and, and the willingness not only to, you know, be good on the ball himself, but if he loses the ball, his reactions and that's something kind of that's the red in DNA. I mean when we were kids it was I don't care what you kind of do with the ball if you give it away, it's how you win it back and Andy's a complete you know, he's brilliant at, at doing that and he kind of sets sets that tone and, you know, fortunately enough Redding did have him in the team and he was back to his best and I think that really did kick start the whole drive of it. Yeah, I agree. Winning the ball back quickly is, is something that Reading have uh, sometimes struggled to do this season. But Paul, Reading did win the ball back uh, at the right-back position through the Edom for the second goal. Um, and it's a goal, the second goal is a goal that we've been dying for this season, really, to see, because of how quick that kind of counter-attack was. And um, Lucas Schell the quality he's got for the second goal is something that we've been missing all season, right? If you get Lucas Jow in that mood, he's fantastic. He's a top-end championship striker. And ability-wise, he could be... He could probably be in the Premier League. He's just not always in that zone. He, he just dips off a little bit sometimes. But the ability is there. But what a wonderful strike, though. Because he's still got quite a bit to do. He's got to go past a couple of players, I think it was. And then hit it into the top corner with such power. I mean, yeah, those are the goals that win you matches because he's got something there out of nothing. That's not a simple goal for any striker. I mean, you just love seeing that. And we've missed it so much, as you say, Alex, because we've had Puskas there. We've had different options there. Junior Hollett did okay there, but he's not a striker. Um, but, yeah, uh, just wonderful to see. And give us a little bit of a gap. But the problem is with Reading... They don't know how to manage a game. And there's a man on this scenario. And Jam, just watching us, the game management is just, it scares me. Every single game, we are just really worrying watching us. Yeah, I, it, it was a weird one. I, I have not watched the game as that tense in the last 10 minutes. So I remember sitting and watching the Southampton games and the Brighton games when we got promoted and I was injured. And I was sat with Ledge watching it. And we kind of grabbing each other. And I was literally just like, me, Tim and Mick were just kind of like thinking, what? what? You just ask him for it to be a draw. Like you, It's like you're trying your hardest to give them another opportunity. And a couple of little things like, look, I, I think Swifty's quality and I'll always you know, sing his praises, but someone needs to just tell him in the last two minutes of a game, you don't need to hit a 60-yard ball. And the thing that worries me about the team is that who's telling him that? Like who, it, Like someone needs to grab him and be like, stop doing that stick it in the corner. And the same for Mate. Look, we, he's been out for a long time. You can kind of understand he wants to get back and, you know, get a goal. But you've got a minute left. Run it into the corner. You're a big boy. You know, they're not going to get the ball off you in the corner. At least run down the clock. He lost the ball. And then Tom Holmes had to produce literally what could not only be a season-defining, you know, block to save us. But literally for that, this club at the moment, if you look, if you concede that, you could just see the slide just come in. But that could literally be the difference between us staying up and pushing on to going down. Like, that's how big for me that block was. And I, I messaged him after and I just said, 
mate, that was that was unbelievable. You know, putting your body in the line and literally just and that's what you want to see. And the fans, you know, when him and Tommy Mack went over at the end, the bond there between them, like you, it's just like when we were like young lads coming through, the, the fans just they appreciate it. And even when Tom came on the last twenty minutes, I think he won five, six headers. Like he, he was quality and it's just another player. I've not seen loads of Tom play, but from that then, that 20 minutes, you could see what a big miss he's been. Matt, Reading didn't make it easy, um, though, did they? The second half, I, I messaged at half time to you guys and said, uh, Reading, if Reading score next, it's game over. <laughs> I think maybe I got a bit ahead of myself, perhaps. Can I just but, say, um, Alex, at that point, I said, don't say that. Yeah, I, know, I think I got a bit ahead of myself, didn't I? Um, but the third goal, we did score 55th minute, and John Swift gets another goal. It's his 10th goal of the season, Matt, and it's a, it's another good goal. Um, and this is after we've had a number of chances as well, because Swift's free kick was saved. Zhao could have had a hat-trick in the first half alone. And then, um, you know, the one-two between Swift and Zhao for the third goal. It's, it's a quality, quality goal again. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And like towards towards the end of the first half, like you say, we did have chances. We did wobble the last five minutes as well. But I mean, it, I don't think it would have been unfair if even if we'd got a third, like you say, or you, it, it, it could have even been 4-0 before Zhao, um, Zhao and Swift obviously got actually did get the third. It was it was a very convincing performance up until then. Um, and and like I, I think is it Drinkwater who plays plays the ball into Swift who again, like I I mentioned Drake Water at the start. To be fair to him, he actually had a very good game, I thought, yesterday for about I think his first minutes. his first yeah, his first 70, 75 minutes were really, really quite good. Yeah. And then the last fifteen minutes were not as good, but that could be applied to a lot of players. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the catastrophic game management that we've touched upon. Um but I mean it's, it's, it's it was very reminiscent almost of the of the goal they scored. On, it was the opening day of the season, wasn't it? When we played Preston at home, when 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 uh, they both Stoke. Leaked... Well, oh the uh, oh the first home game against Preston. First home game, yeah. First home game when they lit, did their little link up, and obviously Swift knocked in, comes off the post, and goes in. It was very very similar movement and play to that. But I mean, it, it's it's what they can do. You know, it's like it's 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 like Jim alluded to earlier. You know, we've got players that like to play this intricate little one-two kind of style of football, and it's it's something we've not seen with this Reading team, you know, you've got, you've got these kinds of players and it, I guess it does come from the whole ideology around the club, the playing style that just seems to be so lost. You know, the fact that you have players that can do this, seemingly want to do this and excel doing this, but you never end up seeing them do it. Um, And you do just sit there thinking, why don't you do it more often? It's the easiest thing to say as a fan, easiest thing to say as a fan, I know, but, but yeah, but it's 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 a cracking goal, and um, yeah, we we were we were quite happy at three, and like 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 say probably um, not believing our luck and thinking we've actually got an easy Saturday afternoon for for once. How wrong were we? Yeah, Re- Reading don't make it easy. Let's be honest. Um, and it only took I want to say it was like twenty seconds after 15, kickoff. 20 seconds. Fifteen twenty seconds. <laughs> it's about five uh, passes. Jen, I mean, talk us through what's the kind of like uh, what's the what's the mentality once a team gets that kind of lead? Um, is it a case of like don't switch off, play nil, play like it's nil nil still? Because it, that the goal which we conceded yesterday after kickoff just felt like everybody just had 
given not given up but like the game was won and the game was over at that point yeah i think that was the issue is the fact that i think reading were quite surprised themselves that they were kind of free no up away from home and they thought the game was done um against a team that had been poor pretty much all afternoon and you're right it could have been five six seven really there was some quality stops um from their goalie um i think they only had one or two chances the lad obviously ballooned the ball over the bar but they they didn't really show much promise but yeah like you just again you need to just get players that are kind of you know switch on stay switched on you know let's see it out you know even you felt for the defenders because you're thinking they're desperate for another clean sheet you know i think conceded 60 odd goals a season it doesn't look great for them so yeah for that to happen i was just i almost i, I think i blinked and then before i knew it he was kind of through and and then he'd scored i, I was it was just a bit it was just typical of, of how things have been really um but all you can say is that they did hang on you know and even though like the game management wasn't there they showed a desire and hunger especially when i say tom holmes morrow obviously we spoke about year done was best game i've seen him play for a while um but yeah uh it was just uh it was even when you think about it now it's just comical like literally I, I i said to mick after when i was just like laughing at like you know that awkward kind of laughter it's like what has just what has just happened like but like i say it was, it's three points on the board and yeah just uh just a crazy crazy game but like you say reading don't ever uh do it easy and of course, as you say, Reading don't make it easy. It was the second goal was almost a, a joke. It was comical, Paul. The second goal which Preston scored because all season Reading fans have had uh, like a you know a little little bee in their bonnet about um, about zonal marking from corners. And yesterday, Paunovic decided, you know what, scrap zonal marking, we're going to man to man marking. And what happens? Reading concede from a corner. <laughs> It's almost like Reading players just aren't actually defending very well from corners, no matter what the system is. I think there's a certain amount of, I don't know, is it luck involved with that, maybe? I think, well, it's, ra- I think it's randomness, yeah. let's be honest. It's it was a little bit, come on, that ball could have gone anywhere as well. But I do think there was maybe a lack of determination to get rid of the ball or passing, kind of like responsibility to get rid of it i mean i don't know it's really hard as we've got jem here he's the person to ask on this situation because he's been in there hundreds of probably thousands of times playing since he's probably about five years old seeing this situation and what would you say that was you would say that was bad defending or just an element of slight bad luck which you can get in football as well why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's, it's kind of just a mix of everything, isn't it? It's bad luck, you know, it, randomness, yeah. But 
I think a lot of things are made up now of kind of first contact, second contact from from set pieces. And I spoke to Joby in the week and, and we were talking about it and we kind of just said a lot of the set pieces, etc. scoring from set pieces, it is desire, you know, to want to put your head on the ball and get rid and, you know, get as far away as your goal as possible. And also at the other end, you know, the desire to just put your head on it and score a goal. But it is no coincidence that it just keeps happening. So there's got to be, there's obviously deep-rooted issues in, in terms of responsibility and, 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 and things like that. And for Paolo to kind of go the whole season in a certain way, to then him knowingly knowing before the game that he was moving on, mm. to then scrapping the, the zonal marking, to go for that. It was almost now you look at you like, I know we spoke about him kind of genuinely kind of caring for, but then part of you is like, what did he just think? Okay, like, well... It is what it is kind of now and yeah, yeah just throw it out the window, crack, right? <laughs> you crack on lads, yeah. So no, it's just it again, bizarre. Like like so much uh, of what happened yesterday was. This isn't in the, gonna be in the next podcast. Sorry, Alex, cut across there there, but imagine being Tom Inns going into that game. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. You think you think you think you think you know? I don't know. I don't know. But I find it really interesting to know whether he did or not. Uh, who can guess, Jem? I wouldn't want to say either way. To get myself because um, <laughs> I remember when uh, so, so Tim was obviously down when he because I was sat there because I haven't been doing it much. The, the commentary I've been done a few, but obviously Tim normally goes down and then they kind of record it and then play it through. And then when Tim phoned through, I was like, why doesn't he always do that? <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? And he went, oh, we've got breaking news. I was thinking, oh, what's happening? And then he said, um, obviously, Pano had, had moved on. And then when he came back up, he said none of the players knew. He said um, he'd spoke to, I think, Luca Zhao and, and a couple of other players. They had no idea that it it happened or was happening. So, I don't know. It was, like I say, we were just like, what? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, what? how does it's been kept so close to obviously the manager's chest and apparently he'd spoke to a couple of the coaches after the game to explain the situation so if he has kept it all to himself this whole kind of situation you know it's fair play but it's just just such an odd position I, I feel for him being even put in that position imagine kind of going into work and you've, you've been relieved of your duties and your job is to go and win three points just so you don't almost get even more abuse so it's just a just crazy like the whole thing yeah. but yeah like you say you're going to touch on it again but I, I was just when AD read out the statement I, I, I said on air I was like it's a disgrace because I heard a couple of people mess with going like that's you said it was a disgrace I was like that is genuine that moment I was like hold on a minute the manager's left now the club and then at the bottom of a statement it said oh and Paul Ince is going to work inside alongside Michael Jilks. And I was like, hold on a minute. Like, okay, the manager's gone, but shouldn't we make more of a thing over who's kind of taken over or who's going to be next? Because for me, that's now, that's the most important thing, moving on from it. But for it to be kind of at the bottom of the statement and we were kind of like, does that mean it's joint manager? Does it mean Jilks' assistant? Are they, like, do you know what I mean? The, the whole kind of dynamic, we still don't know. And I haven't spoke to Jilksy. I, 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 I don't want to kind of give him a call and I'll go, what's going on, mate? But I just let him be. But mm. even, I, I don't know, it just doesn't make, I, I, I think it is a disgrace. I, I'll be honest, I, I don't understand it. You've got a perfect opportunity to get fans on side again. 
focus to the end of the season. And now there's a little bit of, oh, is it a coincidence that Tom signed and then uh, Paul's come in to be a manager? You know, all I hope is that they can pick up results and towards the end of the season. And again, I know I'm going on, but into him, we've got 14 games left. How long are you going to be into him for? And if you're looking for a new manager, what, he has one game? Then why are you hired him alongside Yorksy? Like the whole, I know we're, it's always football, it's crazy world, but mm. just I feel like you need to give something more to the fans to kind of believe in and, and get behind. I fully want yeah, as to take over, uh, as in interim, definitely. But yeah, go on, Alex. Yeah, I, I mean, as, as you say, Jim, it's a, it's a it's a very difficult situation for a manager knowing that they're not going to be there before the game and then to come in and, and be expected to try and win three points. Um, and as much as we did see like some changes yesterday from Panovic with the you know the fact that we went to man to man marking at corners, the last fifteen minutes was almost it was typical Velko Panovic when we were ahead. Um, yeah. It, it, the, the last 15 minutes was just game as we touched on already game management was just abysmal from and this is from the players more than I guess from the management but I, I was listening to the commentary with you guys yesterday and and, um, and Tim was talking around the fact that there was no substitution in the last five five six minutes and it, it felt yeah. so odd that we had a substitution available and you would want to kind of give some energy, get run down the clock a bit, enough end, but it just surprised yeah. me, Matt, that we didn't make anything like that. The yeah. sub, I think the sub came in the 93rd minute in the end. It was, it was yeah, 93rd, 94th minute. No one was even warming up, I remember the guy saying, and it's just... Yeah, they weren't, they weren't. Yeah, no one was... Which, I saying, you just think it's, it's ludicrous, because I remember you guys as well said, said, well, what if someone gets injured? You know, it, it's it's just... I, it's, it's it's just classic. It was classic, classic, classic Reading under Valko Paunovic. And, um, you know, we'll touch on it. We'll touch on it in the um, in the next podcast. Um, but it's just kind of why I think things had to come to an end under 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 Paunovic. You know, it, it, it was that that was just almost a hallmark of of the season. You know, you could say we we, we maybe got a little bit lucky towards towards the end. Um but I think it was just bloody relieving that for once we were actually able to hold on. I know, to be honest, you're not going to be able to hold on like that every single game, not with that amount of pressure. You know, the odds we stacked against you if you do that every game. But but yeah, it was the game management off the pitch, on the pitch. Let's just hope it can improve going forwards because, yeah, I don't know how much, how many more of those finishes my ticket can take, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to take a lot more. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it, you're, right, you, yeah. you're so right, though. Like, when, even for me, I think it was 3 0 when Maytay come on, right? If I, could, if I remember yeah. correctly, I was thinking, hold on a minute. I know full well how horrible it is to come back from an ACL. The adrenaline, everything in you just wants to be out there. And I remember I had my first 20 minutes and I came back against Middlesbrough. I was shot to bits after that. My whole body was the whole emotion and the adrenaline of just being back on that pitch so for him to even go out and play as long as he's against Peter but I was literally like he's a machine and in those conditions as well I was shocked that he'd even been put out there for 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 that long and I know Reading were desperate for having back but I was kind of thinking please don't like please don't break down and even the manager said himself there's a, a high percentage of you know re-injury after coming back so soon from this injury and then obviously I was so happy to see him not involved 
for him, you know, on the level that I don't want to see him get injured again. But then three now up, 20 minutes to come. Why are you bringing on a lad who's just come back from, like, you don't need to do it. It was, it was just Delhi a very Basheru. odd situation. Yeah, like, bring on Delhi Basheru, who's got loads of energy. I know he's been a bit up and down. Even Kamara, another young lad who's literally been brilliant since he's come. You know, get a little buzz around the place. I was thinking, just try, just go a bit defensive. Go 4-5-1, 3 nil up, take Tom off, take someone off, sit in, make it a 5 and be like, come on to us, we'll hit you on the counter. But the lads, last 20, you could see they were just gone on their feet and that is why it, I was so shocked there was no subs. And to see no one warming up, I think, hold on a minute, if I was even a young lad or a new signing, for example, the lad that they've just signed, I'm literally running up and down that touchline the whole game and I'm standing next to the gaffer and I'm looking at him the whole time and I'm going up to him and being like, get me on the pitch. Get me on. <laughs> in, a, in a certain way, you do it by your actions or everything gets filtered through. So if the sports scientists, they're going, right, have a warm up. Why is he not telling them to get warmed up? So the whole kind of, uh, again, I say back to our time, we'd have uh, Carl Halabi, Ed Franklin, they'd be like, what are you doing sat there? You know, you swap around five minutes, get yourself out. And I'm like, where's that? in the back of it all where where are these people kind of like going look we're free now up that's all well and good but we might need you and then for it to happen in the last minute even brandon i think it, it was brandon bark he, he even he looked a bit devoured of all energy because he was thinking hold a minute I've, I've waited all this time to come up with my debut and i've got 30 seconds the game finished blew up and i even felt for him i was like right, was there any point in the end so it was just again game management just they need someone and hopefully Paul uh, can bring that in maybe a bit of like tenacity to be like let's see out the last 10-15 minutes of a game and again we had when we had Steve Koppel and, and Kevin Dillon I remember they used to have a certain thing if there was two three minutes left of a half you know it's pick up bars and it used, used to be like launch the ball as far away as you can from the goal everyone get out of the pitch like these little tactics that mm. they might seem old school but they are needed especially in a situation when you're fighting for your lives. Would, 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 would you kind of say that the situation on warming up, is that the players, would you put that on the players or the staff then at the end? I'd say both, to be honest. It can't just be, like I say, personally, if I was in that situation, I'm warming up the whole time. I want to get on the pitch. At the same time, why on earth aren't uh, the medical department saying, get yourself, stay out, like keep yourself warm? Because like you say, anything can happen. And then the last thing you need is someone coming on for example, we saw it at Kidderminster. I know it was a, a, an unfortunate injury, but Felipe Aruna came on. 30 seconds later, he's he's hurt himself and he's back off. It, it happens. So you, no matter where what situation you're in, you, I'm shocked that the medical staff aren't saying, you know, more the sports scientists, the physios are focusing on the other lads, but, you know, are saying, get yourself, keep warming up, you know, be ready to come on. And again, and another kind of situation where we kind of sat there, you know, just looking at each other going, just bring someone on, waste 30 seconds. You know, the referees, they love it. They If they see a sub, they're almost play the happy game. to think, yeah, just play the game. Stay down on the floor. Like, even Bubba Raman, first half, he went down. He got up and walked off. I'm like, roll around. Like, you've got to be a bit more savvy with it. Like, I think there's a thing that came out recently about Southampton in the 60th to 70th minute. If they're winning the game... Um, there's a stoppage was, in play. Yeah, there's uh, six, like sixty percent of their matches this season has been a stoppage in play. Yeah, you see, and, and I'm like, minute. I'm like, wow, that is you know for it to be picked up anyway. But mm. you know, just that next level kind of tactical nous to to be like, get on the floor, see a bit of time, calm the game down, you know, just take a bit of the sting out of it. 
and then we go again because that would kill Preston if a bit more kind of you know and that and that, I think that is massive about what that team is missing. <laughs> I said it at the start. I think it's a team full of, ind- full of individuals. You look at players that have come into the club, and I don't mean it in such a bad way, but you've got Luca Zhao, Tom Ince, Junior Hoyler, Danny Drinkwater. They, I say they're mavericks, but they are very much like a, a luxury, a John Swift. Where is someone who's a horrible person who's going to do that job? And that, what I think is maybe a Paul Ince kind of type player and maybe the mentality he can bring in to the club. Because if you keep going that way for the rest of the season, we ain't going to be playing a lot worse teams than Preston. You, we will be punished. So there needs to be someone in that camp that goes right from now on. If we were a goal up, two goals up with a certain amount of time, just hit the deck. Just just, just play the game. I did it at Scunny last year. The lads used to give me grief about it. I'd roll around for two minutes and then get up and walk off. And they'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, we're about to get relegated. I'm trying to, even if we're going for a point or something, you've got to try your hardest to keep yourself or give yourself the best opportunity. So I just hope, you know, they'll learn from that mistake. Yeah, because every end of the day, every, every point matters at the end of the day when we're in this relegation fight. And given yesterday's results, Derby beating Peterborough as well, it keep it will actually extends the gap, Paul, to five points now um, between us and us and the bottom three. Yeah, that last minute goal from Derby wasn't really appreciated, was it at all? Uh, I didn't enjoy that one. But all we can do is win. If we do that, we can't do anything else. And I also just wanted to spring, go back to something Jen was saying about going down when you've scored. I remember watching us at Elm Park and Martin Hicks, after we scored a goal for about two years, he would go down injured on the halfway line just after we scored, just to slow things down. And you all knew it was going to happen when we'd scored, but it just became a joke. But yeah, all we can do is win our games, move forwards, and that's it. I mean... And Tuesday wow, is massively massive as well, isn't it? Now, isn't it? There's no one else yeah. really involved, unless we could get Hull back in, if we could get on a little run of form, but I, I'm not sure about that. Tuesday becomes massive as well. And we've got Birmingham at home on Tuesday night. Who are, and Birmingham, are, they're no great shakes, Birmingham. They're in 18th place. Protests going on at the club. And yeah, if Reading can get a win, Derby don't play until Wednesday. And there could be an eight-point gap between us and us and the bottom three before, before Wednesday. And that would be absolutely huge. We'll be back after the Birmingham game uh, with a review. But in the meantime, pick up our Velco out, Paul Ince in podcast on your podcast feed now. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>